I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back, guys, to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your chakra expert, energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co., a platform that is giving you all the tips and inspo to activate your chakras to live a life that's both glamorous and grounded, spiritual and spicy. Shiva Rose is on the pod today, you guys. She is like the OG ritual queen, and she's been repping the whole beauty game and the spiritual game since before it was even cool with her blog, Local Rose, and her self-titled beauty line, Shiva Rose. And now she's holding tea ceremonies for the Kardashians. So I'd say she's a pretty big deal. And today she's giving us all of the ritual goodness. I know you guys are obsessed with rituals. She's giving so, so many takeaways that we can do at home. We're talking about tapping into the power of different goddesses and so many rituals to tap into your feminine energy. We're talking about how to use whole beauty practices to look and feel your best because spirituality has to happen on the outside too, guys. And we're talking about why you need to start practicing tea ceremonies right now now, you guys. If these tea ceremonies are good enough for the Kardashians, then they're good enough for me. Um, But in all honesty, Kardashians or not, the tea ceremonies are super interesting and I'm totally doing my own and I want to do one with Shiva ASAP as well. Okay, so if you follow me on Instagram, which you probably should at Chakra Girl Co., you probably are like, why the F is she talking about goddesses 24-7 all of a sudden? But guys, goddess work is the shit, okay? And I've been effing obsessing lately over all the goddesses. Um, Don't worry, I still love chakras the most, but goddesses are such a powerful tool to tap into. And I've been doing goddess mantras, which I've been speaking about nonstop. And actually Shiva and I chat about them a little bit today as well. And they are seriously magical, even when they're not in English. So the mantras that I'm doing are Sanskrit words, 
and they actually change the vibration of your chakras. I've been doing like 20 minutes of mantra every single morning and I know I'm crazy, but I swear it makes me more money and it's making me a better effing person. So you're welcome. So the one I'm working on right now is actually my chakra tip. So there's a goddess named Lakshmi and she is the goddess of abundance. So you've probably heard Natalia Benson talk about Lakshmi. Um, so go listen to those episodes and Justine Marjan as well. They've both been on the pod. We've talked about Lakshmi, but I'm just finally getting into it now. So she's the goddess of abundance. And when you chant her mantra, it makes you rich, you guys, like money just happens. And the way mantra works, like I said, is that because it's a Sanskrit word, it has like a different vibration and it works with your chakras. So the mantra, the Lakshmi mantra, I want you, you can even just Google like Lakshmi mantra for abundance, but it's Om Shreem Maha Lakshmi E Swaha. Okay. (laughs) Um, So you basically, there's so many good songs. So follow my Kundalini playlist on Spotify. It's called Kundalini Vibes and it's by Amber Lee. And there's a really good Lakshmi mantra song on there. So I literally just sing this song in front of my altar every single day, along with the Gyatri mantra, which is also on the playlist. So I do two different mantras. They're both eight minutes long. And you guys... It is life-changing. I swear, since I just started doing the Lakshmi one, I've been getting like more clients, more money, like my credit limit got increased. And let me tell you, I use my cards frequently. So um, that was a miracle in itself. And it works with your root chakra because it's, about like thriving financially and it works with your sacral chakra because it really like activates your feminine power and your solar plexus because it's about compassion and mega abundance. I feel like it's also good for heart chakra because it's, you know, about giving and receiving, which is, you know, money is an energetic exchange. Like the more you give, the more you receive. And I don't mean like go hand your paycheck to over, over to someone or like max out your cards. But I mean, the more like love you give, the more service you give, the more value you give, the more money you make. So it really supports your heart chakra as well. So make sure you follow that playlist. Go to the Lakshmi Mantra. You're supposed to do it for 40 days straight. And I kind of been like taking notes every day and seeing like what's coming up and how I'm feeling. And I will say the first few days I've felt like a bit in a rut. Like it also clears out anything that's not serving you. So any, you know, weird energy that's not serving you. So it's clearing that out as well. So weird things might come up. You might feel a little bit heavy for the first couple of days, but then it clears and the money rolls the F in. And we all want that guys. So I'm going to do a chakra shout out to someone named Jordan Reed, who we're going to be having on the podcast. And I'm so excited because she has this book called the big activity book for anxious people. And she is so freaking funny. So it's a coloring book and an activity book for when you feel anxious. So whether you're stressing about money or airplanes or text messages or things you should or shouldn't have said, um, you open up this book and there it's like a coloring book, but it also has like crossword puzzles and so many things, but it's so freaking funny. And it just gives you like facts. So for example, like if you're someone who's afraid of flying, like it gives you like all the the facts about how airplanes are super safe. And, but it just says it all in like a really funny way. And it just makes you feel understood. It's like, you're like, oh, okay. I'm not the only crazy person who worries about this kind of stuff. Um, so I just found it really helpful the other day. I was just feeling really anxious for no reason. And I just whipped out the book and started doing the activities and like coloring and doing crosswords. And I felt so much better. It's like, 
these people get me. I'm not crazy. I mean, I'm probably a little bit crazy, but whatever. Um, so I got that book on the same day that I got that I got Shiva Rose's book. And oh my God, you need to get Shiva Rose's book as well. It's like Rituals 101. Like she has every ritual in there that you could ever want. She has so many like beauty concoctions, like face masks and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you get her book as well. It's called The Whole Beauty. All right, people, let us get into this magical episode with Shiva Rose. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with an absolute angel, Shiva Rose. She is the goddess behind the blog Local Rose. She also has an amazing self-named beauty product line that is absolutely everything. She's the author of the book Whole Beauty, and she holds the most beautiful tea ceremonies that caught my eye on Instagram, and I've been obsessed with her divine feminine teachings on Instagram and on her blog ever since. So excited to get into all of this with you. Welcome to the show, Shiva. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my I'm gosh, so excited. So yeah. Amber, is Amber your birth name? Yeah, Amber Lee, yes. Amber Lee, because one of yeah. my favorite books was Forever Amber when I was a kid. Oh I don't God. know if you ever read it, but it's an older book that my mother gave me. It's an old book, and I don't know, so it's been always a favorite name of mine. I love it. Oh that. my gosh, I love that. I was going to ask you about your name too. Is that your given name? It's my given name, my birth name. It is. Okay, so oh, were yeah. your parents like super spiritual? <laughs> they, well, my godfather named me and okay. he was, they, I think it was definitely during the 70s, the little hippie movement situation yeah. that was happening. Yeah. Um, and then Rose is my grandmother on my mother's side. Uh, so that was my middle name. So beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's it's my and in LA you don't know most people have names they rename themselves stage but, name yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has been my my name for since birth. Oh, so beautiful and Shiva it means like pure consciousness, right? Well, Shiva's the god in India. Yes. Uh, there's Vishnu, Krishna, Shiva. Uh, it's sort of the god of the cycle of life, reproduction yes. and destruction, sort of the cyclical you know, system of life. And then in ancient Persian, it also, I think it means grace. So oh it has my a couple of meanings. Oh, love that so much. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get into our slumber party questions. First question, what is your daily ritual? Well, my goodness, I have so many rituals that I have to get up pretty early. Um, I love to get up and I love to spray my face with my radiant rose water to sort of mm -hmm. wake my pores up. And greet the day. And then I like to, uh, I, I then start the day with a little bit of Ayurvedic, like oil pulling, um, drinking water with lemon. And then I sit in meditation with uh, my tea that I do with living tea. And I now combine it where I sit for a few moments in tea and then I go into a, kundal, a short Kundalini yoga meditation practice. So that's about it. <laughs> what Kundalini meditation are you doing right now? Um, well, right now I've started, uh, it, there's just this one meditation where you sort of like honor the, the celestial heavens and then uh, sort of the ashes of your ancestors. It's sort of like a, from the sky to the ground and it's sort of like a hand movement and you recite a mantra and uh, just tune in. Pretty Ooh, much. what's the mantra? Uh, well, you tune in with Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo. Mm. That's a typical way you start 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the, the other one I do is it's probably too long. It's actually something that I listen to. So, and sing oh. along to. Okay. <laughs> I know that's my jam these days too. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> do you I'm study doing... with anybody out here or in? So uh, I studied Kundalini under a lady named Gloria Latham. Uh-huh who is amazing. And, um, she, she calls herself the black sheep of Kundalini cause she like does not really follow all the rules. Right. Um, she's so cool. I love her so much. Um, but yeah, I'm doing right now I'm doing the, uh, Gerati mantra. Ooh. I'm going to talk about that later, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is your go-to crystal of the moment? Oh my goodness. Well, I do, uh, you know, I always have pretty much the, the citrine for bringing financial abundance. I have black tourmaline for when I'm working on the computer nearby to release negativity. Um, and then I always love to have amethyst for healing. So yeah. those are probably the trifecta. That's, those are some good ones. Yeah. Good combo. Okay. Yeah. I asked this question to everyone, not just you, just so you know, but who is your favorite Kardashian? Oh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't know. I mean, I think they all have, I was actually thinking about this today, which is so interesting. I was thinking, I think the world's fascination with them is because they're each a prototype. They're each like a, which, you know, takes me back to goddess. Yeah. Why we love goddesses so much. I think and the Spice Girls. And the Spice Girls. Yeah. What they've been able to capture is um, not just a prototype, but a archetype. A archetype. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So they're each an archetype and they're very specific in their archetypes. So, um, so that's interesting. I guess it just depends on whatever you need in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's on the day channel, your favorite Kardashian. I've never really seen the show. I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful that I know, know some of them and they're, and they're very lovely people to be honest. Um, but I've never seen the show. So. Did you watch your episode? No. Oh, <laughs> so I, I had no idea that you were on. And then we, it was just a couple of days ago when we already had you booked in and I was watching the show and I was like, Oh, hi Shiva. <laughs> so what is something that you indulge in that you think quote unquote, good spiritual people don't do kind of like a guilty pleasure, even if you don't really feel guilty about it? Well, I was going to say masturbation, but I think maybe <laughs> spiritual people do that. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> I don't, so <laughs> I would have to think spiritual. about that. <laughs> good one. I love it. Um, well, I saw something on your website. Something it was called like clitoria. Like Damiana and certain herbs and plants that awaken those, those regions. Oh. Um, yeah, both spiritually and physically. Probably. Oh my gosh. Okay, I need to try this. And what is the brand? Um, wild and vibrant. I sell the cosmic egg on my site because I have a sh- I have a shop on my site, the local yeah. Rose General Store, and I sell her cosmic egg, which is my favorite of her products. It's these little coconut uh, in, uh, infused with all these herbs that you put into your sacred regions, and it's just like a wonderful, wonderful way to uh, ritualize around that. Mm. Um, I like her cosmic egg a lot, which you can buy on my site. Oh, okay. We're going to have to link everyone to that. I want to definitely check that. I need to wake up my cosmic region. That's for sure. So busy these days. No, the cosmic region is not getting any action. Oh boy. Well, that's, that's the, that's the sort of the motor, you know, that keeps things running. I know. I got to get it back. I got to get it back in action. You will. You will. You get it back. Yeah. I will. (laughs) It's just tuning into it, really, breathing and tuning into it. 
totally. Laugh. Sometimes even when you're sitting at the computer, just go, oh yeah, hi. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. I know. I need, that's smart. I think I need some kind of like reminder. I'm going to put like something on my desk to remind me. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so what chakra are you currently working on? Um, my goodness, probably all of them, but yeah. right, probably mostly uh, the higher chakras. I feel like you seem like you're like naturally so feminine and like have like so much connection to the higher chakras. Are you just looking to go like deeper and like more, I don't know, like more connection? Yeah, I probably actually, to be honest, I probably need to work on the lower ones because yeah. I not ex- I haven't done like rooted uh, like, you know, in Kundalini, you do squats, you do the frogs. I have yeah. not done those in a few months. And mm-hmm. I, I probably actually need to work on my root chakra the most. I know. It's always funny, too, because I'm like, oh, I want to be more intuitive. I want to be, like, more connected. And I, I always think it's, like, the upper chakras. But I'm like, okay, I need to, like, clear out whatever the hell is going on down below. And then I'll probably. Yeah. That's our base, you know. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so let's talk about you. I want to know about your spiritual awakening and how that was tied in with your business? Like, did it happen at the same time or what was kind of like the timeline of when you started connecting deeper and then decided to turn that into business? Well, I think, you know, I I feel like some of us, I think we're all spiritual beings. Some of us just sort of start covering it up Mm -hmm. at a young age. So I think I always had sort of a deep connection to to this other realm. I mean, as a child, I was just always like talking to myself and talking to trees and happiest among nature, you know, in nature and praying and creating altars. I just didn't know mm-hmm. what I was doing. Um, you know, I always had little altars of things, rocks and shells. And so I think it, it's always been a part of my life. When I was 21, I started chanting Nam-myoho Renge-kyo, which is a Japanese form of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And so I've always had pretty much a spiritual practice since the age of 21. Um, I did that. I still do that. So that's been a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a, a, a form of uh, basically what it is, is you're praying to your highest self inside yourself. So it's like elevating yourself to the place of Buddhahood and Bodhisattvaism, which is about helping others. Um, so that's always been, even when I was an actress, I would always ask myself, like, what, how is this role or how is this project going to be a work of being a bodhisattva in the world? Mm. Um, so I think it's always, I just, I don't think I know a life without that, to be honest. Um, and then when I uh, got, I was getting divorced and I was going through health issues about 10 years ago and my work wasn't fulfilling me as an actor and it was, and I had to find work that it, where I could be at home because I had two children. Um, I started to think about, well, what do I know? I know, I know the holistic world, which, and then those days it was not chic. Let me tell you, it was still like (laughs) granola hippie. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I remember talking to people, they're like, nobody cares. You know, that's so granola years ago, which isn't that long ago. So how did you balance that? Like when people were like, no one, you were like an actress in Hollywood and had, you know, this like, you know, fame, like how did you balance the spirituality. Oh, so I, I had that much fame, but, <laughs> but I mean, I did, I guess I had a little bit of a notoriety in the fashion world. Strangely yeah. enough, it wasn't because of my vintage fashion and my ex-husband was an actor and I'd go to events with him. And yeah. so I kind of had a foot in that door. 
To be honest, I think one good thing about being an actor is it gives you a resilience. So when people say no, you just shrug it off. Mm. I mean, there's a detriment to that because I think you also kind of harbor it internally and maybe you know, if you don't, so there's, you have to look at the balance of that. Um, but 10 years ago, I already knew about the holistic world because I was diagnosed with autoimmune issues when I was 25. Um, so I'd already been on the path to trying to, how do I make myself feel better? Um, so I had tried many things. So 10 years ago, I sort of, when everything fell apart, I started to rebuild it in a very holistic way, like, like only grow, grow most of my food, get the rest of it from organic farmers, uh, raise bees, have chickens, um, take out all the toxic chemicals out of my house, raise my kids in the Waldorf tradition, which is based on Rudolf, Rudolf Steiner, who's a brilliant thinker. Or was what it is the thinker. Waldorf tradition? I've never heard of that. Oh my goodness. The Waldorf tradition is like oh, so beautiful. I mean, if I, my next life, I would like to come back either, either as a Waldorf child or a Waldorf teacher. The, the, you have the same teacher for eight years. There's no media, no television, no phones. Actually, it's really interesting. There was an article that said that most of the Silicon Valley bigwigs and billionaires all send their kids to Waldorf schools wow. in the, in Silicon Valley. And the thing with the Waldorf, they did this uh, study because they were, they don't teach them to how to read till seven. They okay. learn how to use, they learn how to knit. They learn how to bake. They learn how to make tools, swords, you know, it's basically going back to the basics of life. Mm-hmm. But the kids that went through the Waldorf education actually ended up getting into more Ivy league schools in the end, you know, which is so interesting because everyone gets so scared when their kids aren't reading at seven. But anyways, Rudolf Steiner started biodynamic farming. He was a brilliant, brilliant man in the 1800s in Austria, and he wrote all these books. So 10 years ago, I got my, I started following a lot of the Waldorf principles, and I started my blog, The Local Rose. And I mean, I probably, you know, I probably had like one or two viewers, (laughs) you know, I was like, well, I'll do it for them. And I just started um, documenting things that were helping me feel better. And, you know, all the things that I was doing, I started doing YouTube videos. This is way before, you know, all of that was sort of a thing. Um, And then uh, six years ago, I was practicing kundalini uh, every day, and the skincare line came to me in a download, like literally just a download, which people who practice, or whenever you get into the flow, you understand that you're more more of a clear vehicle towards source energy. So source was like, you're going to do a face oil. This is the face oil I had been making for myself already for a decade. You're going to make it. You're going to put it in this bottle. It's going to be called this. And that's, that's where you're starting. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So that's so magical. You have to listen to that voice. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that voice could lead us astray, but yeah. So what are some tips that you have for opening up to that guidance? Cause it's like, if you were in a place where you were, you know, going, you had like a lot going on, you're going through a divorce, you had kids, you had, you know, you were going through your, you know, illness. How did you, um, like, what's one thing that we can do to kind of break through the noise and get the guidance? Um, we'll definitely get quiet, mm. get quiet, go to nature, go, um, you know, even if you don't live somewhere where you have access to a park or the forest or the ocean, then just, you know, go and sit on the earth and just, uh, and just close your eyes and get silent, you know, for a few minutes every day. And slowly that, that will increase and you'll start enjoying it. 
and start by just listening to the sounds, you know, if you can't get quiet, just the sounds of the birds or, you know, maybe city noises or, you know, slowly. It's all about, I think, the mind, sort of like making sure the mind is not um, ruling us, but that we're, you know, there's our brain, which is partly the ego, which sometimes gives us negative thoughts. And then there's our soul selves. So we have to try to like discern which is, is speaking to us and always try to like activate the soul, the mm-hmm. inner authentic self. Yes, that's so beautiful. And you talk a lot about goddesses too, which I love and just getting into and like trying to share more with my audience. If people are kind of just starting um, to learn about goddesses and like divination and all of that kind of stuff, where do you suggest starting? Um, well, reading books, you know, luckily I was a reader as a child. I think that really is a great thing. I probably am not reading as much now, but audio. I just read Circe, a beautiful book on audio. It was in the car while I was driving. And I, you know, it's an amazing story about the goddess Circe um, in Greek in Greek mythology. Um, I would say reading is a great way. And look, we have no excuse anymore. I mean, the internet is so... Sometimes I'll just sit and research a goddess, you know, and just see what I need in my life and what inspires me. Um, You know, in other cultures, I think in India, their lives revolve around the goddess. You know, it's not here. It seems like such a foreign thing. But if we look at older, more pagan cultures, it was all about the goddess. And again, if you trace the lineage of the goddess, you know, Mother Mary is supposedly the goddess that the church came and sort of you know, made it into Mother Mary, but kept a female figure that people could worship because they felt so much comfort from that. The goddess takes us back to the earth and the creation. And, um, and it's just a really, uh, I know for me, when I connect to that energy, it kind of gives me strength. Mm-hmm. And again, there's different prototypes. There's like a goddess for like Artemis for when you need the strength to go and be a warrior. Then there's uh, Aphrodite and Venus, which are the same. One is the Greek name, one is the Roman name, for when you want love and romance. Um, there's Lalita and Hindu culture, which is all about flirtation and sensuality and, and fun and joy. And, and then there's Kali, when you need like some, you know, somebody to go <laughs> break some skulls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean this well, heads, yeah. just depends what you need. And then there's actually a fascinating book called The Sophia Code, which I don't know if you've read. Mm. Um, and she says, she traces the lineage of the goddesses and says they're all actually one. Mm. Which I think is so brilliant. That totally I makes just, sense. Mary Magdalene. I mean, like down the line. And yeah. I'm like when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, yes. Well, and it makes sense. <laughs> it's like we can we it, like we can call on any of those energies. So it makes sense that it's all one. Yes, exactly. We are many things, right? Exactly. We're not just one thing. Exactly. We are many, many, many things. And it's about like like your chakras, which one do you have yeah. to activate more? Exactly. Is there a goddess that you're working with right now? Well, Venus has always been my heart. I have a few products named after Venus, and I just, I get a lot. I have an altar for Venus in my house, a small one in my bedroom, and I just, I really do value Venus. But there is uh, Bridget, I've been reading a lot about, which is a more Celtic, uh, like from Ireland and England. She's a lot with healing, so I've been reading a lot about her also as well right now. 
Mm, I love that. I'm on that Kuan Yin tip right now. Okay, so let's talk about Whole Beauty. I want to talk about your book. Tell us about the book and what Whole Beauty means to you. Well, Whole Beauty is sort of, um, I guess it's basically the the last decade of my life crystallized in a book. Mm. And believe me, it's such a, like sometimes I can't even believe I still go, oh my God, I can't believe this exists. Because I remember shopping the book just a few years mm. ago and I got a bunch of no's and people, again, people were like, oh no, no, that doesn't make, and then the last time I pitched it, we got so many yeses. We had, to, we had like the luxury of choosing. It's just, it, it's exciting to me because it shows what an exciting time we're living in right now. We, we live in the darkest of times, but we also live in the lightest. There is a sea change. There is something shifting. There is, and I don't mean like the women's empowerment movement, although that's happening as well. This is more of a true like heart opening desire to help our planet, help ourselves. And I think it's all these things. I think it's Kundalini. I think it's um, meditation. I think it's, uh, you know, the tea, it's, it's the environmental groups. It's, it's so many things that are like sort of converging, um, crystals, essential oils. Um, so I am really, that it just gives me joy to know my book is out there and to know that it's about timing. Mm, yeah. So the timing is now. And, and the book is basically that it's, it talks about all the things that have led me to, to, um, you know, have my site and my product line and, and be able to do this here with you. Yes, I know. My, my mantra right now is divine timing and divine words. Mm. I love it. I think timing is something we forget because we know. get so impatient. Oh, 100%. I'm like the most yes. impatient person ever. <laughs> what that's, sign are you? That's why I have the mantra. I'm Aquarius with Leo oh, rising. Yeah. With, with Leo rising? Yeah. <gasps> I'm Aquarius with Scorpio. Oh, spicy mix. Both <laughs> <laughs> are spicy. Yeah. <laughs> When's your birthday? February 8th. Okay, I'm that's the same as my stepdaughter. I'm January twenty fourth. Oh, okay. I love it. So, okay, so in your book, you give so many recipes and beauty tips as well. What would a good concoction be, or something in your book that we can make to increase more of that feminine flow and like abundance and you know that self connection? Well, are you talking about an essential oil blend or a tea blend or an adaptogen? Yeah, like what? My book has so favorite? many recipes. I have I have uh, chapters on beauty mm-hmm. recipes. Like I would do like one of my favorite face masks is just yogurt and honey. Oh my god! You know, I mean, it does wonders for the skin. Um, I would do that, add some rose petals to it and make it like a Venus, you know, like an honoring Venus. So um, the book has a lot of beauty rituals. That, that is a wonderful one. If you want one for yourself, uh, Shatabari is one of my favorite herbs from an Ayurvedic medicine. I think it's translated as the woman with a thousand husbands because it gets you, (laughs) it gets you very like just invigorated your hormones functioning. Um, so I would make a tonic or tea with Shatabari and ashwagandha, which is great for stress. I would add some like almond milk and honey, raw honey to it. Um, so it just depends on if you want to blend an essential oil blend, I would love, you know, rose opens the heart, add a little, you know, you could do amber, which I love if you can get the tree resin, um, things like that are great for femininity. Mm. I think pleasure, uh, allowing, 
and not being, you know, not denying ourselves pleasure uh, is also an important part of, of that. Yeah, like being open to receive. Open to receive, yes. That's a, that's a big one for many of us. I know mm-hmm. for myself too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Well, we're all going to have to check out the book and get all the recipes. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's talk about your tea ceremonies because I need to know everything about this. So <laughs> how do they work? Well, I've been practicing tea for over five years. I got into it through some friends out here. If you want information, please go to globalteahut.com or livingtea.com. You can also on my site, The Local Rose, if you type in tea ceremony, there's a video, a beautiful video I did with my teacher, Wuda, and my tea sister, Balin, and um, that, that will explain a lot and have an intro also there. So it's basically our teacher, Wuda, has taken the, the long process of tea ceremony and sort of condensed it and distilled it because his his uh, idea is that we he wants everyone to connect in, to nature basically to the earth and we do that by drinking these beautiful teas which are unadulterated and just sent to us straight from China or Taiwan and they're almost like adaptogens so they become almost like medicinal um, and you basically sit in quiet and drink this tea uh, and sit in meditation and the tea sort of will provide um, a lot for us. Mm. Uh, so it's a lot of things. I mean, then you can get later, there's a whole thing that you, you know, there's beautiful cups you can use and there's incense you can light, basically to symbolize all the senses, um, incense is for fire, the, the water boiling, you know, that's fire. The pots are clay, which is earth. The tea is plant, which is the leaf. Um, water, which is the element of water. So all the elements are basically being used. Um, so it has a lot of the Asian traditions of, you know, Zen or um, other other philosophies interwoven into it. Mm, so do you like set an intention at the beginning or do you kind of like choose a specific herb based on what you're working on right now? Well, they're, te- they're teas. They're not herbs, but um, oh, not, not really. I mean, I do, I think if, I, if I'm serving like a big group of people, I usually, we just sit in silence and then halfway through I'll say, okay, let's set an intention. And if there's a new moon, let's think about, you know, something that we're bringing forth. If there's a full moon, let's think about what we're releasing. Um, so I, sometimes that can be done too. But it's really about just being still, to be honest, and being present. Well, I always wonder like how much of it, like do we have to like, control you know what I mean like same thing with the mantra it's like okay if we're saying these words that we have no idea what they mean is it still going to work and like if we're drinking this tea and we don't really know exactly what it's supposed to be doing is it going to work if we're not like right you know yeah that's a good question I mean I I like I can feel the tea working on me you know um it definitely activates me in a positive way uh our teacher says it makes you awake uh, awake, quiet and awake, mm. you know? So, um, I think it's twofold, you know, part of it is just being in silence and being still and present. And part of it's the actual activation of the tea. And I think with mantras too, I think they do work even if you don't want them to. I know I that so because too. sometimes my daughter <laughs> will be in a bad mood and I play it and she's suddenly things shifted. So even my <laughs> dog, example. I swear, like I, when I'm playing mantras, he's just like, so much more chill and relaxed. No, and I, I, yeah, and like I totally think so too. And like even when I like do Reiki on someone and they know nothing about the chakras, they know they just want to like you know shift or change. Like 
I just feel like the energy of, you know, the Reiki, the tea, the mantra knows what to do. And I feel like sometimes we try and like control it too much almost. And sometimes we just need to surrender. So I love that in your ceremony, it's literally just sitting in silence, drinking the tea and letting it do its magic without having to like control it. And listen, I didn't, I always, I talk about this in my book. The first time I did not like it. The Mm -hmm. first time I thought I'm never doing this again. And it was a long, like, two-hour ceremony where we were in silence. I was like, oh, my God, I was going to go out of my mind. At least in Kundalini, for my monkey mind, you're doing something. You're, like, yeah, you're saying moving. something and doing something moving. This was – I was thought I was going out of my mind. And then, this, and then I got roped into it a second time. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. And then I started weeping, and I got it. I got that I was supposed to be uncomfortable and that, that you have to go through that process before you become still. And then I was hooked. And then I went to China. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta get, you know, I went deeper. I did water from my tea sister for a year before I started serving. I, I went kind of deep into the whole process. Because I also wanted to really, I didn't want to ever serve unless I really came from the lineage. And not that you have to do that. People can, you can serve yourself, of course. Yeah. But I just wanted to really go deep in the study of it. Totally. So how can we do this at home? Very easily. You go on those two sites uh, you can order some tea from my t- brother, Colin. Wuda, uh, our teacher, says just put a few leaves in a bowl. Everybody has a bowl. Add hot water. Sit in silence somewhere and drink that bowl of tea and just start that way on a daily basis. How much do we drink? Is there like a certain amount? Like how, how much tea is going to change our life? <laughs> oh, well, um, I think you change your life. You know what I mean? I don't think – I think the tea – comes to you but it's it's all within you so it's yeah. not like some secret um you know herb that's going to transform you I think it's yeah. you that transforms you yeah and then the tea is sort of a vehicle to show you okay and should we like what else do you do do you like light incense or like what are your your favorite kind of like things to have around to kind of heighten the tea? well again it's very it's the zen idea that less is yeah. more mm-hmm. you know only what you're going to be using so if you look on the, the video on my site, you'll probably be able to see an ID. I think that was outside. Um, but in my book, to those photos, simply hot water, um, a bowl, the tea leaves. Um, yeah, lighting incense is always a good idea. We use something called aloes wood, which isn't very strong because you don't want it to compete with the tea. Right. Um, so there are things you can add. I love it. So how can we do a tea ceremony with you? <laughs> um wow I don't know that's a good question <laughs> just like do them for people or just like just people you know no I do I do at times I mean it, it's harder with larger groups but yeah. I can do them for smaller groups okay um, I'm going to be hitting you up about that for you just invite me to the next Kardashian one I'll be oh my goodness. <laughs> okay <laughs> I love it. Um, Okay, so let's move on to manic moments in manifesting where we talk about the last meltdown that we had and the last thing that we manifested, and I can go first. Okay. So I literally have a meltdown every time I speak on stage. Like I have no problem podcasting. I have no problem doing like Instagram live or like anything online, even if my face is showing. But for some reason, when I'm standing there, on a stage, I had a meltdown. And I, 
like every single time afterwards and like, Oh my God, why did I say this? Why didn't I say this? And I've always felt like when I'm usually speaking, I have these like divine words that come out, like almost like I'm channeling. Mm. But then once I get on that stage, it's gone. Like the fears block any of that guidance that comes to me. So Okay. Manifested is I've started yeah. doing that. Uh, what is it? Sarah, Sarah Swati. Is that the goddess? I'm uh-huh. Sorry. Sarah Swati. Sarah Swati. Yeah. There's this mantra. It's called Gerati mantra. And it is for like divine guidance and communication. So like right. opening up those channels. And I really love it because it talks about how like the third eye chakra is your wisdom and like the heart chakra is your heart, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then connecting the two of them to come out of your mouth which I thought was it's like it's so obvious like but it's just the way that they put that I thought was so beautiful and um so I was doing this mantra on the second day of doing this mantra I got invited to speak at two events oh my gosh three tv shows <gasps> and I had so many people reaching out saying that they wanted to work with me because I did an Instagram live and I guess divine words were coming out and I got mm-hmm. so many people like wanting to work with me. So I'm going to also like, obviously I'm still kind of like nervous to do all these speaking gigs. So I'm going to, have you heard of Gala darling? Do you know her? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just like the sweetest person ever. Um, and she does tapping like EFT oh, yeah. tapping. So yeah. I'm going to do a tapping session with her to tap out all the fears and I'm going to make it happen and keep doing it. Yes. Yes. Also flower essences may be good. Ooh. Are there any specific ones? I have to look it up, but my friend Alexa smart has a flower essence uh, line. She smart, smart flower essence. I think it is, but she might have one for that. And then the other thing is, you know, being that I was an actress for so many years, a good trick is to feel your feet on the ground. Oh, that's smart. Because that's a physical thing. Because then you get out, you know, because you're so in your head and you're like, oh, in fear Mm -hmm. and panic. Simple, feel your feet on the ground. Feel your breath in your belly. Like sometimes we just need physical. (laughs) Yeah, that's so smart. I've done like, sometimes I've done like Kegel exercises. That's good. It gets you in your body, right? Yeah, got to get in the body. That's so true. It's like, I literally will feel like I'm not even in my body. And it's like, yeah, or like whatever I'm saying feels so forced and like, right. It's interesting. So I'm excited. Like I mentioned before, my mantra right now is divine, divine timing and divine words. You know, I think I just like, just this morning I was having a little meltdown because of communication. My partner is in Texas and sometimes we, you know, it's so hard long distance and we have a, you know, things get lost in communication. And I think I put the phone down and I was feeling really kind of blue about it and just like, oh, just that those feelings were coming up and I, you know, meditated, chanted, and then he called and he was like, he like sensed it, you know, and he, oh, um, I love that. And he was just saying some sweet things and it kind of like, I'm like, that's, that's what, not reacting. So the, the lesson was I didn't react like I would have in the past. All these various practices have taught me not to be reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can meditate and do yoga and listen to mantras and you know, thousands of hours, but if you don't actually practice it in your daily life, it doesn't really mean anything. And that's when you know you're growing because, you know, things that would trigger you before, you kind of have a way to bypass that. Yeah. And then when you do bypass it, you get reward. The universe is like, good job. And they reward you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that was sort of like a, 
promising situation where I'm like, okay, you know, that, that was okay. Yeah. We've all been there where we're like, uh, I don't know. Like You're like <laughs> on that, like teetering on that edge of like, should I say something? I'm kind of annoyed. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. It. And always- by the way, there's a way to communicate and totally. say what's bothering you mm-hmm. so you don't suppress it. Yeah. But I think there's a time and a place and an energy around it. Yeah. You can't do it when you're in that triggered place. No, I always, one thing that I heard that I loved was like, you can't control your reaction, but you can control your response to your reaction. So if your reaction was to get annoyed and like, feel like, oh, I need to like, you know, say something or I need to like yell at him or whatever it is, then you can control the response to it Mm. and not respond to that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a light bulb moment. Yes. For sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. It has been so delightful. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So we learned so many things. We learned about goddesses, feminine energy. We learned about, you know, whole beauty and so many tips. We learned about tea ceremonies. We're going to link you guys to everything. Shiva, tell us again, just where can we find you online? So it's local rose, the local rose.com. The local rose.com. There you are. Yeah. Uh, And then Shiva rose.com. Yes. And on Instagram, and it's on Instagram. I'm local Rose, not the just local Rose and Shiva Rose beauty. Yes. And you guys definitely follow her. She always posts the most beautiful things and it's so, so inspiring. I feel like you get me. You're, you're my feminine energy goddess. Oh, <laughs> I'm so flattered. Thank you. I'm going to put you on my altar. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That might be a little bit creepy, but I won't. <laughs> I mean, if you follow, uh, expand, you know, expanders, Lacey, my friend Lacey does all this work about finding expanders in your life, people that oh. inspire you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we all have them. That's how we, we how we move forward in a way. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much, Shiva. It's been such a delight and thanks everyone so much for listening. Go check out all the amazing beauty products, her book, her blog, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye guys. Thank you everybody. Thank you so much for being a chill shocker girl and tuning in to shocker girl radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on chakras and on Amber Lee at the chakragirlco.com and follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the chakra girl co. Amberly loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.